This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, we're back at the Institute 2023. It's the summit here in St. Petersburg. My friend Jeff Matt is here from Victory Auto Service and Glass in Minnesota, but he's got a shop just down the road. You lucky dog. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a nice place to escape from Minnesota from. I bet you it too. is. And when I met you and you've been on the show before, thank you for all that you've done with us on the podcast. And when I found out about the St. Petersburg thing, it didn't take my logical mind to figure out it's a great place to go in the winter and, and, and play store. Yeah. Beautiful beaches, a lot of nice people. It's a great place for business. And you told me, I said, so you spend like five or six months down here? And Jeff says, oh, no, I'm not spending enough time down here. <laughs> you, because you're probably growing. You have a, a yeah. big company, 10 stores and one way down yonder. How did something like that happen? It's a crazy story. People wouldn't believe me. A lot of times they don't believe me when I say it, but we found the shop on on Craigslist. You remember Craigslist? I do. <laughs> The shop was on Craigslist. The my predecessor, the 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 gal that I bought this business from, had some health issues. She was an early RLO client. Unfortunately, she suffered from some dementia, and her life partner took over, sold it to me. I moved in and took over her office, and she had these bookcases lined with all of the best practice books that you every book that. People talk about in business she had, she had the best idea contest books from RLO back in the day. You know, I didn't get to know her real well personally because of her health issues, but it was great to work in her office and actually see the resources that she had. She was very well connected and ran a great business down here. Like a time machine? It was fantastic. Yeah, 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 still enjoy it today. Hey, plan to be at Apex 2023, October 31st through November 2nd. Apex will build upon the incredible success of Joe's Garage, a full 10-bay working environment. If you earn your living in the auto service aftermarket, then Apex is for you. Hey, let's face it, your shop management system is the most critical tool in your shop. And Napa Tracks will move your shop into the SMS fast lane with on-site training, six days a week support, and local representation. Find Napa Tracks on the web at N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Interesting um, where uh, Cecil's organization, uh, the Institute, acquired and, and integrated the RLO bottom lining pack group. There was some great stuff at the banquet last night mm-hmm. and uh, kind of a tribute to John Waffler. It was really nice to see. Been in the business a long time. Not that he's retiring or anything, but... You know, with some really nice personal high fives to John. Yeah. Did you ever work with John in the past? You probably did. 18 years in RLO. Got it. With John. Uh, sitting to your left, am I right? To your left? Your right, my left. Your right, your right, right, my left. left, Yeah, his left. Uh, Across from me (laughs) is David Boyd from Inbound Phone Company, but really uh, Jeff's IT support operations process systems guy, kind of on a retainer, good friends. And uh, you're the luckiest dog in the world to have a guy. No, (laughs) no, Jeff is to have a guy like David Boyd hanging with him. And so, hey, uh, it's it's like having a personal doctor say, hey, it hurts here. Can you fix it? Because my network went down or this happened. Right. We've fixed lots of hurts over the years. So it's been fun working together. I didn't realize how lucky I was uh, back in the day because we personalities, it just seemed like when we knew each other several years back, like, I don't know how we didn't have a lot in common, I guess. But David has been a savior to us in many, many ways. And he also flies airplanes. So when I've got extra money in my pocket for fuel, we'll, we'll fly around. You mean take me somewhere? Sure. It's not hard to, it's not hard uh, to talk him into my it. Arm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of plane do you have? I have a Beechcraft Duke. It's a Beach 60, Beach Model 60. Doesn't mean anything to me. How well, many engines? I've, I have pictures, which is hard on twin a engine. podcast. A twin, a twin engine, very engine. fast. Very fast turboprop. A, a twin engine turboprop. It's a fantastic airplane. I've been flying since I was 15, so that's a few years now. This happened last year. It's been the culmination of a big vision. Hard for your photos don't work good on podcasts. Hard for your uh, viewers. Look to, at what just happened here. Oh, look at that! <laughs> so, uh, oh my! Oh my! Plane. You have, uh, is this the is this garage at home? That's yeah. That's Do you have a runway way. behind your uh, house? Yeah. That, boy, well, that, that's 
<laughs> That's vision goals right yeah. there. That- okay. We're going to go down a rabbit hole. First okay. of all, what I want to know is almost every Boeing 737, whatever, when I fly, right. uh, this little end of the wing comes up. Yes. It's called a winglet. It's called a winglet. Cute name, we have it? them in Buffalo when we go to restaurants. Right. We ask for, yeah. we have a basket of winglets. Right. Um, <laughs> would you like them mild, medium, yeah. or yeah. What do they do? They reduce drag. So it just, it changes the way that the air rolls around the end of the wing and, and uh, reduces drag. So you save fuel, gain a little speed. Wow. Thank you for letting it's me know It's hard to get that. out of this conversation. <laughs> it's hard to go anywhere else with David. Now we start talking about airplanes. If we start yeah. talking about guns, then we're really going to lose them. So. Oh, dear. Okay. It's going to be a great episode because before we turned on the mic, we kind of clarified the potential direction that we could go here. Sure. And since you're a phone guy and everyone's going to voice over IP, VoIP. 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 And you, you set this VoIP, you plug it into the internet and through some form of magic that obviously you must have the magic at a keyboard at your end. Yes. <laughs> it, it works. And owners have this ability to get on and look at the phone and assign things and, you know, I'm not here, send it to my cell phone. I mean, I worked for a company that we had a, uh, a system like that. It, you know, it wasn't internet based. It was, it was VPN type based, mm-hmm. but it was incredible what you could do with it. 10 years ago when I was there, I can't imagine where we are today. We were just talking about impracticality. Hmm. Customer comes in. Uh, what do you mean $3,200 for the ticket? Uh, you, you didn't tell me that. And as you said, David, it wouldn't take but a few minutes if the situation got kind of unnerving to go back, call that phone up and play it back. Correct. Yeah. And that, that happens. It happens all the time. It happens for lots of my customers. I hear about that. And, you know, the bill is $3,200. And they said, well, you told me 2300 And 30 seconds later, you have the actual phone conversation in hand where it was clearly articulated and discussed. And sometimes people have lapses in memory. And sometimes people are dishonest. It could be a spouse so, issue, too. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the husband approved the work and the wife picks up the vehicle yeah. and she didn't like it or whatever. And it's just nice to have that. To go back it's, to. it's like the replay booth. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Let's, go, yeah. let's go to instant replay. So I know I need work on my counter. I, I want to go to the next level in sales growth. And I know that my service advisors need training. Absolutely. And when I hook up with the trainer, one of the things they said, we can zero in on this by teaching some really incredible phone skills and, and the ability to get that, that appointment. The coach says, okay, well, we got to record the calls. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, fine. What do I need? The trainer isn't an IT person. And if they have an old style phone system, they've got to do some kind of upgrading because it's a nightmare to probably get recorded calls off of an older antiquated system. So here comes voice over IP phones. How hard is it if I picked up the phone, David, from your company inbound and I call you? And I say, listen, we're really going to the next level. We need recorded calls for our service advisor trainer. How do I get them the calls? How do I set up a phone system? And everything that I've been talking to you two about over the last couple of days, it's like pixie dust. It just, it happens. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> it really is that easy to me. <laughs> See, I knew he would say that. Yeah, but... Not everybody lives in, in my world. So I can't imagine what's different. going on in your head. I mean, God <laughs> almighty. Is it zeros and ones? Is that all it's going on? I, out there? Yeah. I, I think in code. <laughs> it's fantastic really. because the coaches can go right to a specific workstation. And we know that this service advisor works at this kiosk with this phone, incoming, outgoing time, the time of phone calls. And they can really quickly, uh, grab onto this specific service advisor's phone calls for, for coaching. And yeah, it's hard, it's hard to imagine it being any easier for them now. So they can go through them really quick and the coaching sessions are much more productive and make best use of the time, which is critical. Of course, the only way to go is this style. Oh, yeah. If you, if you want speed, who wants to waste time trying to figure out that I've got a, I've got to take recorded calls mm-hmm. off of this USB drive and put it over here. You want right. to quickly get to it. And you always, you also want the entirety of the call because many times a conversation and Jeff can attest to this, of course, in his business, that the entire conversation is more than one phone call, right? So yeah. customer calls in, they have needs. We're calling them back. We're calling them back again. 
you know, they're, they're returning. So we have multiple segments to the full conversation. And when, when we look at effective coaching, coaching is the, the entire scope of that interaction with the customer. And they might even interact with multiple service advisors throughout that process. So you want to have the full scope of that. And, and with a system like what I offer, that now becomes very, very easy to get to. So switching from a, an old phone system to something new, digital and updated is, is really quite straightforward and gives you all of this, this power, so to speak. Coaching is not just about the recorded call, but it is an element mm-hmm. of growing growing sales and, and growing a, a better service advisor. Yeah, it's amazing when they hear themselves on the phone and it's clean and clear and you can hear the whole conversation. You can understand the pauses, the the ums, the, you know, every nuance of the phone call is just crystal clear. And for an employee to hear their own phone call played back that just happened, it wasn't a month ago or whatever, it was just this last week or like yesterday or earlier today, whatever, you know, however the coach wants to do it, it changes the behavior because they see what they're doing right and wrong. That's true. You know, Jeff, you're highly connected in our industry, know a ton of people. How many in in your area of influence do you think are using, uh, are recording their calls? Honestly, I don't know of my closest peers. I, I don't know of any of them that aren't recording their phone then calls. Then they're not. So yeah. it is the biggest, strongest trend going on. But if you're listening to this and you're not, then the best thing to do is to get a, a VoIP phone and then get ready to hire that service advisor coach. I think phone skills has historically been over the last five to 10 years, just undervalued when it comes to the importance of your business success. People will spend thousands and thousands of dollars a month on postcards, for example, and send them out or on Google ads or, I mean, us shop owners, we're not bashful when it comes to spending money on what this could potentially bring into our business. But yet so many of us for so long, weren't paying attention to that phone system when the, when that customer gets that postcard and they call your shop and what is that experience like? And we really want to be that Chick-fil-A compared to the McDonald's yeah. experience when they call our shop. And so it's so critical. And you and to get to that level, you have to have the technology and of course employ the right people to coach your your team. I certainly can't do it all. We support the coaching and just give them all the tools that they need to to really get to the point that needs to be made with our staff. So let's just jump into this for anyone who's listening that's not doing this. You got to get some kind of privacy signature from every employee that knows that those calls will or can be. I mean, do you record everything that comes in? Yeah. Okay, everything. You told me there's different state rules. Correct. I think Minnesota is not a two-party consent, like, but Florida is. Uh, and so we have a, a quick, these calls may be recorded uh, for quality assurance. Oh, you've got to say that up front? We say that up front. For two-party two party consent states, and there are 11 of them in the, in the country. So 11 states have a requirement that both parties, the caller and the called, have to both know that that's being recorded. That's why we hear most businesses that you call today will say this call may be recorded. So that that's why you hear that. But either way, your employees as part of their handbook and whatever they're signing off uh, should have a statement in there that they're specifically acknowledging that, yes, I understand that my all of my phone conversations are going to be recorded. Is that ever been an issue with you to get an individual to sign the fact that their phone calls will be recorded? No, never. Okay. It's, it's just how the business want, runs. Yep. Um, you also use David for networking issues. Like we've never had that problem in our lives, right? We're very highly dependent on the internet and redundancy and shop owners need to think about a lot of things and having a guy like David around with his expertise, not only on the phones, but he really brings so much more value to the organization and why so many of our peers are using him for their phone service kind of quote gets him in the door, but he really has a lot of value in his, his background, you know, brings a lot more value beyond that because there's so many areas where you're vulnerable as a business. You don't want your internet to go down. So what's an easy way of doing that? There's expensive ways of doing that. What's the most cost effective way of doing that? You know, with switching from one, having two, two internet providers, for example, having it automatically switch over from one to the other, depending on if one goes down, the other one doesn't go down. We were server based at our organization for the last 25 years. The server's everything and it's at one of our locations. So we need to have backups to that. If the server goes down, if we lose power, 
And so from a systems perspective, it just really gave me a, a, a fresh view and, and, uh, a bit of a safety net, I guess, having someone with his expertise around. You're the luckiest guy in the world. I mean, well, it's yeah, a, it's, not, it's, it's a call a friend, far, like, call an IT, <laughs> call an IT network specialist. I mean, and, and there he is yeah. and everyone's jealous of you right now. Yeah, they might be. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty modest. David may not be able to walk out of this room here, but what kind of uh, things does Jeff come to you with on that whole networking side? Yeah. So we, we cover a whole variety of, um, you know, business related issues. I, I, my background is in corporate America and process engineering and so forth. And I don't know that there are a lot of people with my particular background in, you know, the independent automotive industry. That's why you've had so much success with a lot of the peers. You know, so, yeah. you're, you're talking their language, right? Mm-hmm. We cover things from um, systems to network to servers and, you know, redundant internet and firewalls and things like that. And cameras. Yeah. When, when you know, when we step back and we look at, at the needs, it really comes down to, you know, the business process and, I tend to begin and end with the business process and ask questions like, why do you do things this way? Whether it's ask that question of Jeff or his employees, service advisors, managers, what have you. Um, you know, why are you doing it that way? Or, or what, what are you doing really is kind of the first question, right? Because I don't know. And the, the more that I can ask what somebody does and how they do it and why they do it, the more little pinholes we can see around inefficiency. And once we can identify inefficiency or risk. Technology risk is a big area that uh, we've made significant headway in the Victory Enterprise. Hey, look, if you earn your living in the automotive service aftermarket, Apex is for you. Now, if you attended Apex 2022, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner and technician. Joe's Garage is your place to be with 10 working bays as you experience real live working conditions along with exciting demonstrations and the latest equipment presented. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and the greatest on display. You also attended technical business management training with the industry's best and brightest. Work is already underway to make next year's Apex 2023 even better than ever with more product demos, trending training, marketing, and the latest in business management training to help you grow your sales and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening as we bring you the latest from Apex 2023. Save the date, October 31st through November 2nd, 2023. Let's face it, your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. NapaTrax was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. We provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. NapaTrax offers the industry's best post-sale support, hands down, and we train your people on-site. Yep, on-site. And we offer remote refresher training 10 times a week, and customer support is open six days a week. Give us a call, visit the website, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Napa Tracks is always customized and tailored for you, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at NapaTracks, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. You couldn't grow like you're growing and secure your data and your communication methodology without working with someone yeah. who's got that level of knowledge. Yeah, if it wasn't for David, I, I would have had to have found somebody that brought that expertise to the table. And we've got cameras at all of our locations. They take bandwidth. That, that affects your VoIPs, your VoIP system and stuff. When you've got cameras, David helped bring the camera technology together to one platform that he actually stores for us. Interesting, very interesting story. Unfortunately, one night at one of our locations, we had someone break into our shop. The shop's well lit outside. Police come up and we're called. The alarm's going off. David was able to actually, in this situation, bring camera video footage of the vehicle pulling into our parking lot while the police officer was on site right in the middle of the night. David was awake. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was notified of the alarm. Yeah. And uh, I, when, I, when I logged in, 
the first image I saw was the, the shadow milling around in Jeff's service advisor area. The guy that broke and, in. Yeah. The guy that broke he in. He took cash out of our cash box crazy. and broke the window coming in. And, and so the officer had the vehicle type, license plate, color, everything delivered to him on site because one of our employees who lived a few blocks away showed up. It was sent to him. Mr. Officer, here's the, here's the vehicle. Here's the license plate number. Here's the way that they came in. Here's the way that they left. This is what they did. This is how long they were in the building. It was, it was amazing. They wound up catching the guy. Yeah, they did because of the description of the vehicle that we had, the cameras and everything. And, uh, yeah, they got him. You lucky dog, Jeff. You <laughs> have David. <laughs> and, and, and where do I get David? <laughs> That's what his wife says too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here telling this story of the importance of having someone you can connect with or call. Is there an industry out there of That's a good question. guys like David that can say to this two, three, four shop who wants to go to five, six or seven, realizing that every growth move requires more resources, more technology, more control. Where are David Boyd type people I don't know that there's one particularly clear answer, but the, you know, the kind of background that I have and the reason that this works well in Jeff's enterprise, I, you know, I didn't grow up in automotive repair. So my skill set and experience was developed really in corporate America, in, you know, large business, Fortune 50 companies, what have you. Your question is there, you know, is, is there an industry out there of people like me? I, I, I don't know that there's a real clear answer to that question, but I think that for, you know, somebody listening to this, that would be interested it, it you're not going to go to your your local IT guy that is running you know a, a help desk support business or you know they, they call it managed service providers MSPs you're not going to go to that person necessarily and and get this i think what you're going to do is talk with other business professionals that are are not uh you know a 25 year old right out of college that you know hangs a plaque on their front door and says i am this person. You need to bring real world experience to the table. Uh, people that have, um, you know, maybe been in, in corporate America or been in business working around technology. And, and as I mentioned, my background is in, in process engineering, which touches so many different facets of business. So interacting with somebody that asks those questions about what do you do? How do you do it? And why do you do it? Why is the big question? And, and it really becomes something now that we're going to culture through networking and relationships. I am so in relation to that. I had a problem, maybe it was five years ago and I, I'm sitting through Google looking for people in Buffalo, New York. I want them to come to the office and tell me what I'm doing wrong or hook this. I, I just can't remember what it was. And I had one person come and I spent X amount of dollars and that person was nowhere near qualified to do it and didn't right. have the kind of experience and background. So with that being said, can you find a guy like David Boyd to support your network? Let's just that big, let's just call network all those, yeah. you know, crazy technology. boxes, yeah. the technology online. You have 10 people in your firm managing all these people in mm -hmm. your help support desk. No, right. No, I would say so, so I, like so much that we do in, in this industry, in this industry, you know, Jeff's industry, I would say talk to your peers, right? So talk to other people that have successful interaction. When we talk about IT in particular, Carm, when we talk about networks or servers, there are people that are, are, specialists. That's what they do. And those, you know, those are going to be technology companies. Yeah, that doesn't so change. That doesn't change. And I, I think that um, reputation has everything to do with the right relationship. So going online isn't necessarily the most effective way to do that, but asking other business owners in industry and out of industry, who do you use for your network? Who do you use for your server? I'm here at the summit and I go up to, I go up to Jeff. So you're using for your technology. Well, yeah. you can't, you can't talk yeah. to him. Yeah. He's busy. <laughs> he's, he's tied up. <laughs> Where do you find process engineers? Where do you find guys like that? You got to find them out of a corporate, out of GE, out of other people that have had backgrounds there. And what do you look, what, what does a guy like me look for uh, short of a handoff? Uh, you know, again, um, asking Jeff, who, who do you use and, and what, what does David Boyd do for you? And where do you find value in that? So who the people are, I guess I don't know, but there are other people like me out there that, you know, do, do what I do. Tell me what to look up on Google. 
Yeah. Do I look up the yeah. words process engineer? Do I uh, network specialist? What do I look for? Yeah, I think uh, business management consulting is probably something good. To yeah, look but then for, we're going to so. get Cecil and yeah, and John Waffler. Yeah, and John Waffler. Yeah. Right. Well, Six Sigma is that is that the what, the right word? Yeah. That so that's the, the isn't that process kind of a, engineering background that I have. Is oh, Six Sigma. So that's something so, that you're yeah. looking for. Someone yeah. that has that. I just want to be careful about you know sending you down this manufacturing engineering path where you know these these guys are pulling down a half a million a year. So that isn't necessarily the person that you want to bring in either. So people tuning into Carm's yeah. podcast are, are paying a great amount to uh, subscribe to his podcast. Yeah. Millions. They, they, millions. Millions. They have to know millions. how to find David and, Boyd. And yeah. Millions. They're not stealing AT here, is he? And they never see that hit their credit card. It's him. free. He just wants millions for free. Davidboyd.com is what no, he wants. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, careful, because I don't know where that's going to take you. Do you own that? Do no, you own I don't. Oh, okay. I, I don't want you to wind up on some. Uh, Listen. <laughs> I'm going to GoDaddy and buying that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sell it uh, back to him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm David Boyd, everybody, <laughs> and you're not. He's gonna, as soon as this podcast is over, he's going to check DavidBoyd.com and make check sure that out. That'd be fantastic. Let's go back to the value of a network specialist because you've got firewalls to consider. By the way, what's your backup? Do you use cell for backup? We have uh, primary. Internet. We used to have cell backup, but it just wasn't fast enough right. for what we we're doing. And even five um, G is five G. It's gotten better today, just yeah. as of late. Of course, we've got a couple T-Mobile boxes at a at a couple locations where we didn't have a, a good secondary provider, and it was just the best that we could come up with. So, how um, often? Uh, how often does that click over? Well, uh, daily in some cases. Wow. Um, we might have uh, you know a month between issues at, at uh, other locations. So what Jeff, you know, and what we found together is that having two, what I would call hardwired. So you have uh, cable and DSL providers out in the world, primarily are hardwired fiber is hardwired. Having two of those is the really the most rock solid. And then now we're seeing more of the, uh, the 5g dedicated, you know, business class internet uh, wireless services come in. Are they, the are they decent? Have you seen them? They're decent. I use it in my office. No kidding. Yeah. It's my primary in my office. It's and 5G? So, uh, yeah, that's correct. So plenty of bandwidth, plenty of bandwidth. It's really the connectivity. You know, you, you can't be buried inside of a, a bunker and expect to get the wireless. What if I, what if I had that box in here and I was attempting to get to the internet and do some stuff in this room in this hotel? The only answer would be you have to plug it in and really see what signal you get. Got it. That's it. It's 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 yeah. a crapshoot if you're in a building like this. It is so, and and you'd be surprised in some cases that you might have, you know, like what I would call full bars, right? You'd have great strength. Yeah. What I would say is a disruptor in the you know the broadband internet world, and particularly for business, uh, where we're 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 moving away from the the cable and DSL and fiber providers, so. We're seeing that, and I think for trusting it as a backup is perfectly acceptable. Uh, I think in the next probably few years, having that as your primary internet will become more commonplace. Jeff and I were chatting before we turned on the microphones, and he said one of the values that David brought to your company is the fact that he could go out, observe, and ask questions, and then help you figure out tweaks to a system, new applications. Uh, we got to put it, the phones on an app on the, uh, on the cell phones of these key leaders. And if you can find an, an, an individual like David Boyd, make sure you don't limit it to, you know, bring in your tool bag and, and, and tweak the things in the back room. This, and to your point, and I loved what you said, Jeff, you were almost managing consulting things, somebody that could come in. They don't have to know the automotive business, but they, they need to look at process and customer, how things move and say, just go out, go to my stores yes. and just observe, which yes. is hang around the front counter for a yes, while. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what we did. Go and watch these guys do their job, see how they're switching from uh, parts suppliers, uh, scanning, you know, whatever the processes were, I wanted him to spend time with them. And I, of course, told my employees, like, just share with him your frustrations, whatever it is. And let's see if we can identify over time things that we can do better that are beyond our expertise, but maybe fit right in his wheelhouse. Uh, and we identified so many things along the way that we've streamlined. 
check the boxes. You know, we used to, you know, be in a server based environment. We used to have individual workstations just log out and then they would 10 seconds later log back in and come to find out that there was individual wires in shops. The, the internet cat five cable, whatever was just a bad connection. And he'd go, he'd go in there and he is the technology is there to identify that. I didn't, how would I know that a guy could come in to the location and hook some stuff up to your network and monitor it? Oh, well, it's dropping because this cable, put a new cable on it. It's fixed. It's almost like replacing your phone cable. How, how many times did you find a, you know, back in the day, you're, you're all <laughs> the your, curly, the, the curly, curly cord. Yeah. yeah it's like, like, Oh, put a new one on and it's fixed or whatever. So we just, things that were, you'd never, I would have never suspected were issues. He helped us identify. And all of a sudden that service advisor that's now trying to do an estimate and getting kicked off the server is no longer, it's not, not happening anymore. And the job satisfaction, the frustration just slowly goes away one by one and you build more trust with that employee that this guy, this owner that I'm working for does care about my day to day challenges and wants to take those little hiccups out of my day, which allow me to do my job better and take more pride in my work. And when those little things matter to me, you know, they're going to be way more satisfied working for me, knowing that, that those things are, you know, that bother them, bother me. I've always wanted to know this. Audio and video travel separate pathways on the Internet? How do you answer that question, Carm? So, <laughs> oh, I don't know, yeah, because, no. because I do <laughs> know this. Yeah. When I do my virtual recording, sometimes the video goes bad, but the audio stays. Yeah. And so I think audio takes less bandwidth than video. Right. And someone had told me one day that they just kind of find their own pathway to each other's system. And that's why sometimes I see degradation yeah. on video. Sure. The high level technical answer to that is that, you know, it's different data packets. Ah. They're not taking different pathways. It's, it's on the same wire or fiber or whatever, but the ability for one packet to get to its destination maybe quicker and catch your eye. Another. So ah. that's why if, if you have a problem with connectivity, you're typically going to lose video because it, it's much more chatty. There's there, the, the packets are, are going and coming back and forth. And yeah. Wait a minute. We just Wait heard an industry term. Yeah. It's so called chatty. Chatty. Yeah. Much more chatty. Yeah. No, no, no personal implication there. But, um, so, and, and audio is very light. It's like very light footprint. So you have a heavy footprint with video, light footprint with audio. It's going through the same internet. Well, thank you for for clearing that up. But I, I'm sure my listener appreciated I'm glad that, we got that knowledge. Out. Yeah, I'm I sure can that, appreciate I'm it. Sure, they did. Um, let's talk about the the phones that you have that also have screens on them, and you could literally have a face to face call with uh, you, um, a manager, and even onboard new. Team members, yeah, it's face to face with the HR department. Yeah, it's fantastic. We have a video; they're a little, little more cost on the video phones, but they work as if they weren't video. So when I talk to my controller Lori at my other location, and I'm sitting at my desk, I just hit her button, speed dial, it pops right up on the screen. So we're having a conversation face to face. You know, ten locations. Multiple states. How do you keep this personal and close and, and stay connected? I don't ha- physically have to be at every location. One slight investment on the front end of a couple of video phones. It just makes that connection between her and I so fantastic. My, my general manager, Jason, who also needs to communicate on the regular with managers, he'll say, Hey, I'll, I'll call you in half an hour and they'll be sitting there in the office ready to take his call and video. And there's no cell, you know, where it's all hardwired phones. Mm -hmm. There's no variables, I guess. So it's just as good as a speed dial on your, on your phone. You're, you're there talking. And again, the onboarding is a lot better experience for new employees as well. So the visual adds so much to the communication. I'm sure there's some, uh, psychological metrics to all that, but it just definitely makes you feel more connected. I can't imagine with, with the number of stores you have and the growth that you plan to do and where this industry is heading and consolidating, and with the kind of training that has gone on here in the last three days about the human touch, the human mm. side, f- friendships, vulnerability, that face-to-face in a larger organization, I'm telling you, th- I, there's no other way. The facial expressions, you know, of course, in communication, tell so much, and you don't have that on a on a you know, voice call. Of course, with a voice call, we can tend to be doing other things as well, especially if it's a desktop phone. 
you know, we can kind of keep working. And so then you're, you're maybe not fully engaged, but the video phone doesn't really allow you to do that. I mean, you're, you're need to look at each other just as if like we are now across the table, they have to be able to do that as well. So it's just the, the level and the quality of the communication is, is fantastic. The investment is small in hindsight. These are great phones, great quality product. Never had a problem with anyone that David's given us, not even a single issue. Long before Zoom ever came around, we had these, so it's fantastic. Yeah. David, if I get these phones for my company and on my my desk, I'm the owner, I've got this really cool screen phone, and I realized that I'm recording all the lines or all the phones in the company, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. I'm doing deals. Mm-hmm. I got some personal things going on. I can't have my people scrolling. Oh, my God, there's a call from Carm. Let's listen. Yes. Is there a way to say, don't do this? There are a few ways actually to do that. And, and, you know, one of the things is just understanding from the owner, Carm, what's your, what's your need? What's your desire? I want to record my service advisor calls. Perfect. So I don't want them to hear my phone calls. We we get, we get all of this and, uh, you know, every one of their calls in and out is recorded. Maybe we just don't record your extension or maybe you have a separate line. So you can do that. Just don't record that. I see. All right. Great. So employees don't have access carte blanche to every phone call. They, they, there's limited access to their. Because the, you, you have it so that the employee can actually go back in their history and listen to something. Yeah. So, so like what a particular service advisor could see their own history, their own history, but not their, their neighbors, not their coworkers, not their neighbors, not Jeff, not not anything. And then site to site, there's no crossover between the different sites. Like the manager of one location can't see the calls from another location. So there's some kind of, if you will, okay, piece uh, software in the cloud Mm -hmm. that you need to actually literally click, 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 set this all up. There's a, there's a hierarchy switches, right? Correct. Yeah. So it, and it, you know, it's permissions and visibility like any other software you might expect. Hey, listen, in, in bringing this to a conclusion, David, uh, Jeff, um, how can we sum this up? I think looking at your business uh, and, you know, asking the how and why question is important for your listeners to understand. And that's where we've had so much success with with Victory and, and a number of Jeff's peers. You know, why, why are you doing this in a particular way? Can we can we find a more efficient or effective way to do something, particularly the, you know, the daily, monthly, weekly tasks that need to happen? Jeff has a great example of, you know, a monthly uh, reporting task that was taking place and taking his controller historically, you know, two, two and a half days of effort to complete a task. And we looked at that process and just said, hey, there's got to be an easier way to do this. Right. And now it's a 15 or 20 minute task instead of two days. What I'm hearing, I'm hearing the word process more and more, more and more. I'm, I'm over here thinking IT, wires, switches, cloud. And if we listen to what David has been yes. saying, yeah. he's been saying process, process, smarter, process. Smarter, smarter. And we know that process systems is company killers or they're company winners. Right. I guess that what I'm trying to do is to tell you, my listener, it may not be going to Google and look for an IT Phone right specialist, look for a process driven IT specialist right. who wants to come in and feel the business as well as can they turn on and, and do things and switches and wires and stuff, but to realize how it all fits together. Technology, networks, systems, software, all of that stuff is great. And if you just go buy something, you're going to wind up having to force fit it into your company somehow, unless you understand the how and why it's going to work. So how do you do that, Carm, as you understand the process? So look at how we work today. Ask those questions of why do we do this today? And always that, that, that key thing that I tune my ear for is listening when I ask, why are we doing it this way? Because that's the way we've always done it. Whenever I hear that, all of the bells and whistles go off. It doesn't mean that it's being done the wrong way or that it's, you know, that it has to be different. But when, whenever people, that tells me people don't understand why they're doing something. So let's look at the process. And then if we find issues, pinholes, problems, gaps, then, then we can look at the right technology. But now we have, we have a problem that we're trying to fix instead of a solution looking for the problem. And that's where I see companies exactly go, they go buy some cool software and hey, we're going to use this now. And it's rejected, right? People, they're like, this doesn't, 
why this doesn't do anything for us. It doesn't fit into what we do or why we do it. And I think this as a shop owner in our industry, it goes back to empowering your employees and asking them, what can I do to help you do your job better, more efficiently? What are the issues? And I tell my staff all the time, you know, my primary job right now today as a multi-store owner is I need to eliminate bottlenecks and, and find ways for, uh, us to do more work in the same window of time, be smarter, work smarter, which is a kind of a cliche. But in our world, so many owners I've seen in this industry, just out of sheer survival or, you know, whatever, call it what it is, but they'll create their own little system on how to do things and how to have checks and balances. And it isn't usually the best way. And you get a specialist in that comes in and can look at it objectively and say, all right, well, this doesn't make any sense. And now you start stepping on the owner's toes and they get offended because like, oh, this is the system. This is how we've always done it. This right. is, this is the why, but the why isn't usually good. It's just because that's how we're doing it. You told me yesterday, and this, I'm sorry, we're not concluding this episode. So hang in there, everyone. <laughs> uh, because all of a sudden, you know, it's, we're recording this very early morning. So I'm just waking up. Um, I, I asked Jeff yesterday, I says, do you use Slack to communicate with your team? And he goes, no. And I'm thinking, Shit, this why, why not? <laughs> we use texting. I says, oh my God, I can't even imagine it works. He goes, it works. It's amazing. Simple, easy on everybody's phone, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, but we did create some really cool email addresses and, you know, support at victoryautoservice.com. And it knows where to go when somebody has a door to be fixed or, or some issues Anything. going on. Yeah. And again, that goes back to process. It goes back to systems. It goes back to policy. You cannot just put in anything, press the button, uh, do the sign of the cross and figure it's going to work. You, you got to work this right. stuff. Right. That's and you correct. got, you got to ask questions again of your staff. What are the, what are the issues? Okay. Well, whenever this happens, we have an issue, the garage door breaks, something happens. What do I got to do? Who do I call? Like, do I call you? Do I call the general manager? Do I call a garage door company? We just wanted to keep it as simple as possible. Here's one email address for everything. Just send it here. It'll go to these 12 people. And out of those 12 people, we'll communicate back to you what's going to happen next. You ever hear the story from last year at Vision? Sunday morning where everyone was leaving and uh, Tracy and I were lucky to be on the first flight out. And then we're on the internet, Facebook, and we see all these people ended up getting stuck in Kansas City for, I think, a whole day. And the stories that came out that on Monday morning, as people were waiting for the snow to get plowed and the planes to get back online, they're doing business back to their shop right there in the airport. And it's because of the phones being up on that their software is on the cloud. So they've, they are somehow using their cell phone to answer the phone calls and the computer to bring in the customers or answer the guys. So I think it's fascinating that we can take our business. We can't move it physically, but we literally could move the ability to lead and manage it anywhere. And you were telling me, I think it was two days ago, David, about how you stepped to the plate and helped somebody within hours fix something. Great story. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great story. And, and they had, uh, they were kind of locked in with their technology and how, you know, how their phone system worked. And it was a VoIP system it, too, wasn't it? it? Yeah. It was, a, it was a different kind of a VoIP system, but it was still a voice over IP system. And, and, um, they, it, you know, there was a computer on site and that, you know, something went wrong with that computer or something broke. Their IT company had to get a, you know, something shipped in and then it was the wrong thing. Well, before they knew it, five days had passed. This, the, the problem occurred Monday morning and now it's late Friday afternoon. No phones at the shop. No phones for no the whole backup. week. For a week. No cell backup. What, the hell, the what the hell are they losing in revenue? Yeah. And Jeff identified yesterday morning is, is, is the greater cost the revenue or the brain damage? For for the owner, right? So how much how much <laughs> wow. does it hurt your brain, right? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. So what's the, what's the emotional cost? Sure. And, and what's the what's the financial cost? So this customer heard about David, called him up. This was uh, late Friday afternoon, and forty five minutes later, uh, they were making and receiving calls, making you know making calls from their business phone number. I still wasn't their phone company, but making calls from their business phone number, receiving calls now on their business phone number, and they were able to close out the week. 
successfully actually, you know, communicating with their customers. And that was the first time that whole week they were able to make those calls. So to your point though, Carm, the work environment has virtualized to the extent that, you know, we can, we can call our place of business wherever we have a phone or a computer in front of us in most cases. Now, you still want to run your place of business, right? So let's not get carried away here. And can't fix cars over the phone. <laughs> yeah, you can't fix cars. Uh, not you really. You can't fix cars from your living room, as far not as I yet. know. Yeah, not yet. No, <laughs> yeah, chat GPT is working yeah, on that. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, when, when you fix cars just by uh, just by logging into them from your laptop, then, then maybe that happens too. So, But that, I mean, that's a real-life example of, uh, you know, being nimble. And that's your Kansas City example is another example of that. Can we be nimble? by, you know, kind of virtualizing our workplace. So R2-D2, what did you do to fix their problem? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was able to actually uh, work with their with their phone provider. Ah. So their phone provider was delivering calls to their their physical business place. And then the, the, the technology that they had there broke, right? It was beyond repair. So we were able to route calls over to me. I put them up on mobile apps just in real time. You know, I send out an email here, log into this. And now they've got mobile apps on their cell phones. Ah. And so the, the mobile phone mm-hmm. for a period, a temp period, right. took it over right. because you did something. I, I love the word route or routing stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we just routed it over here. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. How yeah, it's like a detour works. in your, uh, I mean, your map, you know, whenever you put, you know, a map, yeah, a Google yeah. Maps or whatever, a detour, rerouting. detour ahead. Yeah, we reroute, rerouting. It's a little thing spins for a second. Amazing. Boom, you got a new route to go. So um, I, I'm impressed. I love this uh, inbound.com. Callinbound.com. Is, callinbound.com. Yep. Thank you for the mention. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And, callinbound.com. And, and, and so... If I have a really tiny company, is there still value in, in having? I believe there is because there's so many tools beyond just the phone call. I call it business continuity, but it just, when something breaks, what do we do? And the mobile app becomes a valuable part of that. Um, anticipating your customers' needs after business hours, nights, weekends, holidays. Understanding that, hey, uh, even though we're not open for business, I can still meet your need, Carm, because you might need certain things. So we anticipate those needs. You can be, you know, a one or two person shop or you can be, uh, you know, a, a 10 plus enterprise like Jeff and have access to this very large yeah. capability. If, if you're a customer uh, within the 500 to 1,000 mile range of Minneapolis, yeah, uh, you'll probably get a personal visit from David because... He'll he fly. likes the excuse yeah. to yeah. fly his airplane out to your place. Arm. So <laughs> he's been all over Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois. Yeah. He'll fly anywhere. So, David, uh, I, I need one phone. Can you come out? I'll be there. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. How about now? <laughs> Let me check the Does map. now work for you? <laughs> that'll, that'll play. That'll, that'll pay for the uh, for, for 30 seconds of gas. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, fuel. Fuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. By the way, what's your plans? What, what, are you going to keep growing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We got a uh, aggressive plan. We're, re- we're taking inventory of our management team and, and looking at our capacities to grow. We're at 10. Uh, I had a meeting not too long ago with, with, uh, my leaders and said, Hey, let's, let's think about 15. What does it look like at 15 locations? Do we have the bandwidth to, uh, handle that right now? Who do we need to add? Who do we need to, uh, promote? What other people do we need to bring in and let's start working on that? So definitely. There's a lot going on in Minnesota as far as consolidation and independent groups growing and, and adding stuff. Not just Minnesota, but everywhere, really. No, I, yeah, no, I get everywhere. it. But it, it seems like of late, um, Minneapolis, uh, just meeting new people and doing interviews and some, you know, long-term people that have been on the show. And I, it's a, is it, is Minneapolis like a top 20 city, a top 10? As far as size, like population, I think yeah. we're like seventeenth or something. Yeah, see, aren't it's, we? it's bigger, millions, millions of people. Yeah, oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and is the consolidation happening from uh, brownfields, greenfields, or is is are people getting out? People are getting out for sure. I think there's a lot of you know individual one store operators. Uh, there's a handful of two and three, but I think in Minnesota, what I've seen there, you know, there's a 22, 23 location. A place that was purchased. And I think there's, I heard another deal that's working on as well. So probably just, uh, the right size companies for the fish out there that they're looking to, you know, get into the market. They need to have a certain size. Yeah. I certainly have been approached, approached by, you know, multiple yeah. people. That's a stark reality as I have talked to so many people here. I don't ever want anybody to tell me anything 
privately, although I hear a lot of stuff and yeah. I keep things very confidential. And I go up and I said, have you been approached? And it's amazing that the private equity people are out there and they're forming, you know, nice little neat groups and stuff. So you run a great business, you grow a great team, you don't have to be there every day. And you have, uh, I think the, the world's your oyster. Well, you better be profitable. That too. Did you I mention be that? Profitable. You better be profitable. <laughs> if you're not making right. money, they probably don't want to yeah, talk they, to you. They don't want to talk to yeah. you. Yeah. Well, you don't understand. Let, let me show you what all the ad backs are. Yeah. No, they don't want to see yeah. that. You need that bottom line. Yeah, a real bottom line. And you need to probably not be working in your day-to-day operations if you're the owner. That's right. Yeah, there's not a lot of value in that as well. So wow. it's the, the industry is changing quick. It's exciting. It's a fantastic, fantastic business to be in right now. Everybody should be thriving. Everybody that I've talked to, that I'm associated with are all growing, just double digit growth, continued opportunity. If you're doing a good job, you know, the competition out there is weak. If they're not connected, they're not training, they're not investing in technology, they're not working efficiently. They're one of the things that I want to, I guess, mention with all this discussion that we've had today with technology, with David, with systems, I've been pretty adamant through this whole process that we need to do things uh, cost effectively as well. So all these things that we talked about are not expensive things. You just have to get the information from the right source. There's a lot of vendors out there selling internet, you know, redundancy and uh, switches. And there's just a lot of people out there that, that want to make money on your back, of course, and they need to. There's nothing wrong with that, but you just got to get the right information from the right source and know the source doesn't have ulterior motives as well. So we've done a really good job, again, with David's help going through this process of technology, redundancy, connectivity and security, I think as efficient as you can and as cost effective as you can. And and ultimately, so you're working smarter, but you're also doing it in a cost effective way. So uh, you don't have to have one without the other. How do you see 2023 for your company? Can it continue to grow? Yes, I think probably not, not in buying stores, but in yeah. your organic business. Yeah, we, we just finished January out and we were up substantially same store sales. Okay. As far as interest rates, recession, uh, all the layoffs, you're not worried? No. When we have issues in our company, it's because our, we have people in place that aren't following the best practices. They're not answering the phone right. They're not presenting everything to the customer. They're okay. not giving good service. So when people are doing that, it's I don't know how you would not be successful if you don't take care of the customer. What a, what a great way to end. Jeff Matt, <laughs> Victory Auto Service in Minneapolis and sites all around Minnesota and here in St. Petersburg. Beautiful. And we're upset Tracy and I didn't get a chance to come to the Sunshine shop. City. Oh, my God. And, yeah. and just think, they went to Waffle House this morning before they came here, Tracy, and you've never been at a Waffle House. Oh, you have. Yeah. Ah, mm, that's a secret I never knew about. <laughs> David Boyd, callinbound.com. Um Process engineer, IT support, phone guy, uh, pilot, and all around geek. Hey, thank you, man, for being here. <laughs> Thanks, Carmen. Thanks it's for having really us. Really awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.